Welcome to Superman Confidential, the podcast all about Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and the Man of Steel. I'm Tom, your host, and there's some stuff to get into, some Henry Cavill stuff that I'm sure you've seen, and I've taken some time to digest this, listened to, looked at lots of different news sources, and I have some thoughts on it. I'm not sure what they are exactly, but this was first officially came from Deadline that Henry Cavill is in talks to reprise his role as Superman in some capacity. I think their headline was something to the effect of, we haven't seen the last of Henry Cavill's Superman. They do go out of their way in that article to state that no Man of Steel sequel is in the works. That's almost comical how many times they mention it. I think there's three different mentions. No standalone Superman movie, no Man of Steel sequel, nothing like that. But that he might appear some some capacity. Don't know if it's cameos, a supporting role, a credit scene, or what. And, and how that will fit in, how that will happen. Uh, Variety's Justin Kroll on Twitter said that, quote, Cavill's return is only a cameo and would likely have him appearing in a film where he has previous ties with title character, Aquaman, Shazam. Sources say not for Black Adam or Wonder Woman. New Man of Steel film is still a ways off with no certainty Henry would return to star, end quote. Then the Hollywood Reporter added that he's not in any negotiations. Cavill's not in any talks for a cameo. Superman isn't currently in any DC movie script. For all the movie scripts that are done and planned, anything like that, there's no Superman involved. And it's more of exploratory talks on what a Cavill appearance or return could look like to the role of Superman in some capacity in DC films. So, yikes. A lot to to go on there. Now, John Campia, who's also a, a movie analyst and not a reporter, although he has had some stuff in the past, and said not to talk about this, not to use him as a source, not to, to do anything like that, said that he had two sources talk to him saying that J.J. Abrams is working on Superman, developing a Superman project. They didn't know if it meant writing, directing, or producing. And one of those sources said Cavill is definitely back, and one said they don't know yet. So, what do we know? Not much. Uh, not much there. So, I mean, obviously, this means that there is a better chance that we see Henry Cavill as Superman again than, say, a year ago. But I'm not quite ready to say we'll definitely 100% see him again. Uh, but it's obviously a much better chance. Obviously, this looks like the likelihood, a much, much better chance that we will see him again. But the question is in what capacity, what role, how big of a role will we actually get to see Superman's story? And, you know, what are this Clark and, and Lois and... Martha and Perry and all of those supporting characters. Are we going to see any more of those? Or is it just going to be Cavill popping in for brief appearances in the Superman costume and that's it? Uh, so a lot to unpack here. I made it clear in the past that I really like Henry Cavill. I think he could be an excellent generational Superman in the movies for a long time to come. And I like the rest of the Superman supporting cast that has been in the movies. So part of me is really excited that, that this is possible. 
the other part of me is saying, thinking that if this is just guest supporting roles and he's just being used to prop up smaller characters, smaller films, that's really frustrating to me. If they're not going to develop this character's, this Superman, not going to develop him further, instead just kind of use him to prop up other things, I would, it's tough to say this, I would almost rather not see this Superman anymore, let the character rest, than to just see him in a lesser, unimportant role and just being used to make other characters look good. We don't know that that's going to happen, but that's possible. Uh, so he's, I guess the different options here, if he does return, if Cavill definitely does return, some options could be it's just small cameo stuff and he's just pop in, he's Superman, hey, hi, and that could be fun to see him if it's done well, if it's just he comes in and Shazam 2 or something and he tries to stop a villain, the villain beats him up and then Shazam saves the day and it's just there to make Superman look bad and to prop up Shazam and make him look like a better hero, that would not be, obviously that's not something I'm interested in seeing. There are cool ways to have him cameo or have guest supporting roles, something like, just since we're on the topic of Shazam, if, you know, Billy Batson in the first Shazam movie is what I would consider far off from being a superhero ready to join the Justice League. He's obviously very early in his career. I wouldn't even call him a superhero yet. He's he's not really heroic for much of the film. And at the end, he does come around and, and save his family and all that. And he's on that path. But you could see something in Shazam 2 where he's struggling with taking the next step to being a big hero. And he tries to do something in the second act. He tries to save some people. There's a natural disaster or a villain. And he needs Superman's help. And Superman steps in, helps briefly, and gets him... You know, gives him a little pep talk. Hey, I was a hero and people doubted me and it was tough to step forward as a leader and here's what I had to do and all that. He gives some help to Billy. And then in the third act, you know, Superman's gone and Billy gets to step up and take that next step as a hero. That could be something that's really cool and really inspiring and fit with the Superman character. If it's just him showing up in a Black Adam movie, trying to stop Black Adam and Black Adam just punches him to the ground and moves on. That doesn't sound nearly as cool for me and, and seems disrespectful to the Superman character. Another option is I've seen compared to like the Hulk in the MCU where the Hulk got a solo film and then has really been a supporting character. You know, he's been in the Avengers. He's been in some other team up stuff like that, but it's just the Hulk and Bruce Banner, none of his supporting cast. And his story isn't really told. It's really how it fits in with the other characters for the most part. That, again, obviously it could be cool. Um, seeing Superman in, say, Justice League and making guest appearances here and there. But man, uh, Superman is Superman. And a really cool, really big character. And it seems like a waste to just put him in supporting roles and in team-up movies and things like that. Just seems like a waste. Uh, especially to have lesser kind of derivative characters like Shazam get solo films and then Superman's just popping it. And, you know, I don't want to go see a B or C list movie character and have the A, a character getting a supporting role and not a story of his own. That would be, again, that would be something that's not really cool, not something I want to see. Um, 
and also the comparison to the Hulk uh, is interesting because there are rights issues with Marvel, so they're not able to they're able to produce Hulk films, but Universal has the distribution rights, so Marvel doesn't really want to make a movie for somebody else to distribute and not have complete control of everything. And so they can't make Hulk films. And the Incredible Hulk film in 2008 made $265 million on a $150 million budget, whereas Man of Steel made $668 million on a $225 million budget. So it's completely different comparison in terms of box office potential. And not to mention, I point this out, like the last movie led by Superman made more money than the last movie led by Batman and Batman is getting his likely trilogy being worked on by a big time director and everything like that. Nobody questions that. And so, yeah, seven years post man of steel and we're still wondering when is going to be another Superman movie. There's eight years between Batman and Robin and Batman begins. So it's just crazy to, to think how that's happening here. Um, and it just points to Warner Brothers' lack of knowledge with what to do, lack of foresight for what to do with this character, basically since they got the rights in the 60s. And the first movie decision they made was to sell the rights to the Salkines in the 70s. Just looking at potential appearances for Cavill's Superman and, and what they could be working on. I have to look up the DC movies because I'm really not even sure what's coming up down the line without Superman being involved. I haven't really paid any attention and kind of lost interest in them. But Wonder Woman 1984 is coming up. That's obviously a period piece. Unlikely that we would see Superman there. And not to mention, you know, a cameo or a credit scene. That could happen in pretty much any film if they're trying to set something up or just Superman's on the TV saving the day in the background or something like that. That could happen in almost any film and be added at any time. But in terms of actually having a somewhat meaningful role in the plot, Wonder Woman 1984 doesn't seem likely. The Suicide Squad doesn't seem likely. The Batman don't even know if it's in the same universe. Black Adam, uh, which is still scheduled for 2021, is the first one where maybe, because The Rock has teased that, he wants a showdown with Superman. I think that's more something he wants to set up down the line. I don't know much about the Black Adam film, if that's a period piece or what exactly that's going to look like but it would be weird to see how superman would fit into an anti-heroes film without just getting beat up and then black adam goes saves the day so that doesn't sound exciting to me it would be cool to see them have a showdown down the line in a justice league movie or a superman shazam black adam sort of mashup but in terms of a black adam's whole film i don't think so the flash if that is still Flashpoint, uh, I, mean, we, I guess we could see tiny Henry Cavill CGI down to adapt the Flashpoint storyline, or uh, he could fit in anywhere when you're dealing with time travel and alternate realities and that kind of thing. He could show up in the beginning or at the end. That could also be used as a way to reboot Superman in a soft or hard reboot type of way. Uh, you know, Cavill shows up at the beginning and somebody else as Superman shows up at the end or Cavill shows up again at the end, but it's uh, his history, his past is somewhat changed and maybe they get into that. Maybe they don't, but that would potentially 
provide a new director a fresh start for the character and maybe maybe Cavill stays but some of the supporting cast doesn't or something like that I don't know Shazam 2 could make sense again like I talked about earlier as a way to fit him in and maybe help young Billy on his way get a little bit of mentorship or something like that in a brief scene nothing crazy or heavy but enough to put him in to market him and show that Superman's in there and help Shazam's box office. Then there's Aquaman 2. Again, just not an obvious way. I don't know where story-wise where they're going with Aquaman 2, but maybe there's some a tsunami or something in Aquaman and is doing something and Superman shows up and helps briefly or anything like that. I don't know. Other projects in development down the line. Uh, none really jump out to me as obvious fits. Unless a Justice League movie is going to be planned eventually down the way. Like New Gods or something like that. I think that's going to be mostly standalone, even if it's in the same universe. I don't think they'll get into that. Um, So it it makes you wonder how exactly he could fit in. So that's really just speculation until we know if and what actual movies he will be appearing in, what that role could be, what that could look like deeper question here is why are WB and Cavill now coming together now doing this now why are there now talks for Henry Cavill to return as Superman when it's been almost two years since that report in September of 2018 came out that Cavill was done from the Hollywood Reporter that he would not be returning as Superman why now I think there's a few different there's only a few different reasons the best case scenario maybe for superman fans the most optimistic scenario if you like cavill as superman is that there's a big time director behind the scenes someone like jj abrams someone like that makes sense that is working on a superman movie but they're not ready to announce it they don't want any information out there and just use jj abrams as an example but it could be someone else jj abrams last film he was rushed and under the gun and had just about two years to make a movie that wrapped up a nine-film saga and was rushed on time, rushed getting it done. He's joining this new company. He's working on other projects. You know, so He signed the deal with WB, but he's got several TV projects in development, all that kind of thing. He might want some time to work on it, and he doesn't want it announced until he's ready, until either A, he's sure he wants to do it, he's got a story he likes and all of that, or just until he knows he's ready to go so he won't be pestered about it and he needs enough time to develop it. You know, if he might need three years, if you look at Matt Reeves, it's going to be four, four and a half years pushed back with uh, the coronavirus before, you know, from the time he's signed on to Batman to the time it actually releases. And Reeves and Abrams are, are friends, and so it wouldn't be impossible to think maybe there's a similar line of thinking there where he... He wants to do it, but he doesn't want it getting out there until he's sure he's ready to go and he knows what he's doing and he's ready to talk about it. And in that case, so say Abrams was planning a Cavill Superman movie, you know, let's say everybody's dream project, a Superman versus Brainiac movie, and it's going to be a few years off, so probably something like 2023, and because of that, either... 
Cavill wants to Cavill or WB want the character to appear or Abrams would want the character to appear in a couple different movies in the meantime just to keep the character Cavill's version of the character around to keep it fresh in audience's mind maybe to test out the and establish a more classic slash traditional Superman that everybody's talked about Cavill's next movie being so we see him see the more optimistic and expiring version of the character uh, showing up in guest spots to really establish him Cavill gets a paycheck for being Superman in the meantime that way there's not six years six plus years hypothetically from Justice League in 2017 to a 2023 Superman movie that is the best scenario if you want to see an Abrams Cavill Superman movie or some other big time director like that is the case movies being worked on they're just not wanting to announce it not wanting any information out there uh, another option is that WB is just not sure what they want to do with Superman which seems this maybe seems like the most likely scenario but they know Superman's an asset they know he's a big deal and putting him in movies will get more attention so they're doing lower risk ways to put Superman in movies boost those movies box office while still not fully committing to a solo Superman movie because they're not sure what to do with it yet so an example I could use is if you think of the first Shazam movie if you had say two scenes with Henry Cavill as Superman two brief scenes and I'm talking something like Batman in the first Suicide Squad movie where he's barely there but enough to use in a trailer briefly and to get some buzz and hype whatever you pay Henry Cavill would be worth it for the Shazam movie I mean if you pay him two dollar two million for a week of work you're going to make that back up in the box office by being able to market Shazam and Superman in the same movie. I think Shazam made like $376 million. What does it do if you're able to briefly put Superman in marketing material and have Henry Cavill appear? I don't know, but I'm willing to say it makes $400 million. I'm confident it would have done that. Does it make $450? Does it make $500? I don't know, but it would have done better. And so if WB is focusing on these smaller characters like Shazam, Black Adam or whatever, being able to use Superman can prop up that box office in the short term. That's not my ideal way of doing things. You know, something like The Flash or whatever, you could have them pop in as well. That's not my ideal way. I don't really like them doing that if they're not committed to doing a solo film because I think it would be better for the character to rest than appear the next couple of years and then you know, we're three years away from the last Cavill Superman appearance, seven years away from his last solo film. So if a reboot came out in 2023, we're talking 10 years from the last Superman movie, six years from the last appearance of the character. Uh, that's a, a long time in reboot world where it's only two years for Spider-Man to appear again. And Batman is four years twice and in, in over the course of the last decade so that's a long time to reboot and it will have given more time for superman to have rested and been out there and build up buzz and build up hype for a new appearance along with this maybe wb is thinking well we'll 
we don't want to sell the movie, but we'll put you in a couple guest spots. If people really like that, then we may consider doing a solo movie. Uh, again, not a great option because if if we're talking, you know, Cavill cameoing in a 2022 movie and then you put a movie in development, now all of a sudden it's 2025. Cavill would be in his 40s. Amy Adams would be in her 50s. Uh, and that's how you're going to do your second film. I, I've talked about this before, but at what point is it a good idea to reboot Superman, even if you love Cavill and Adams? At what point is the best time to reboot just so you can get several films? You know, I want, I've talked how I want a six, eight, ten film Superman franchise and not just a, a trilogy, but maybe a trilogy or t- one more film is all we can hope for at this point. I don't know. And then the worst option for this would be if WB just has no idea what to do with Superman and just don't care. Like, yeah, if he wants to guest in there, we'll give Cavill a little payday. Maybe we'll help the box office, but we're not going to do any Superman solo stuff going forward, no matter what. That obviously would be the worst option if you want to see Superman in movies. Yet another question, what is Henry Cavill's incentive for doing this? Would Cavill be interested in guest starring if he didn't have the commitment for a solo film? I've My speculation has always been with the Shazam thing where there was going to be a cameo and then there wasn't, they couldn't work out the deal, whatever. My assumption, this is not based on reporting or anything like that, this is kind of me reading the reports and saying what makes the most sense. My assumption is that Cavill wanted a solo film back in 2018, wanted one put into development. WB said, well, we just kind of want you to cameo in Shazam and maybe other place else for a few bucks. And he said, okay, I'll do that, but only if I'm getting a solo film. They're like, well, we're not ready to do that. And Cavill, and then Cavill said, well, then I don't want to cameo. I don't want to do you a favor for a few, for a small payday without a long-term commitment. That's my assumption of what happened. It could have been other things. It could have been, you know, I don't think it's a, just a pay thing because like I said, a, a small pay for a cameo you could work that out for a day of work. I, I don't think Cavill's demands could have been so ridiculously off for what WB wanted, especially with the box office boost you know it would have gotten. gotten. Again, pay Cavill a million dollars for one day of work, and you probably get 10, 20, 30 times that back on the back end of box office. So I don't think that is the the difference there. So would Cavill do this with without a solo film commitment? I don't know. You know, you would think if he's he's willing to show up for cameos now, that would mean because there's a commitment down the line, we will do a solo film. Don't know. It, it could also be that he's heard talk of reboot and he wants to, now he's willing to do the cameos, get in WB's good graces and hope that, you know, with as much turnover as there is, that w- one of these executives, when they get turned over or there's a buyout or whatever, one of them will like Superman, like his Cavill, like Cavill is Superman, and do that. But you, Cavill's got got options now. He's well reviewed in Mission Impossible Fallout. He's a star of The Witcher now. So you would think he wouldn't need to be desperate just to show up in cameos, just because, without at least a chance of a solo Superman film. So those are the different options there. Again, I think the best case scenario is there's a, a script being worked on by a big time writer and director 
and it's going to come in 2023 and these cameos are just to tide people over in the meantime i know there's some some people are wondering if cavill can even do a superman movie with his commitments to the witcher and and other stuff which i i don't think that's an issue even if he spends six months filming the witcher and would need six months to film superman you can work it out as the star of both of those where you do them back to back and there's some overlap there or you're able to move things around. I think as being the star of the Witcher, he would be able to talk him into, Hey, maybe I'll be, can we push back filming on season three for a month or two, but then we can do three and four back to back or something like that. They can work out things. He's got agents and people to work that kind of stuff out. So I don't think that would hold him back. It certainly makes him a little less flexible, but I think it's something that can be done and not there, but it's, it's fascinating. I'm not sure what to think about it. I'm, I want to be optimistic, but like I said, with the way the Superman movie franchise has been handled for decades from WB selling the rights in the seventies, letting them go to Canon films in the eighties, buying them back in the nineties, and then kind of sitting on it for more than a decade while not sure what to do, guessing wrong at all the, all the right times. Uh, finally Superman returns come out. Then it's a couple years before they decided to do a reboot. They're just very uh, non-committal to the Superman franchise and always have been. So uh, as much as I want to be optimistic, there's certainly reason to not be. Uh, but like I said, I think there's a better chance. Obviously, there's a better chance now that we will see Cavill as Superman again. But I'm not ready to say 100% sure, yeah, we're going to see him again for sure and I'm definitely not ready to say he's going to get a solo movie for sure. And that's kind of, um, that's what I would like to see. Uh, and that's what I would hope for is for, I don't know. It just still seems crazy. Uh, the, the height of superhero interest in movies and WB just has no idea. <laughs> they just seem lost. They seem like they're guessing wrong. And like they seem like they're being reactive again. The time this comes out, it makes me wonder if Birds of Prey did 500 million, four, five, 600 million, whatever, does this even happen? Or is this a case where they put out a well-reviewed, well-liked movie, but it had a bunch of characters nobody heard of, maybe Harley Quinn, maybe they realize Harley Quinn isn't as big a deal as they thought. Some of those other characters aren't known at all, and it struggled to make 200 million. Maybe now they're realizing, oh, maybe we do need to focus on these big characters and someone like Superman we shouldn't have just shunned on the big screen. You know, again, I'm I'm glad with something like, you know, there needs to be more female-led movies out there. So something like Birds of Prey, cool with the idea of that, but it's a it's a Gotham movie and there's no Batman out there. Nobody knows. Batman doesn't appear in it as far as I know. And nobody knows even who is the Batman in that universe anymore between Affleck and Pattinson and all of that stuff. So to put out a Gotham city centric movie and not have Batman in it and it not do very well at the box office, despite good reviews, maybe that is just so Superman being in talks is just because they're being reactive again. And this time it it's breaks a good way for Superman 
but it makes me wonder if if birds of prey knocked it out of the park would this have even happened is that the thing that's changed in the last few months to where they said maybe we should talk to Cavill and get Superman involved in the movies just uh, some guess and speculation there on my part let's transition now into some animated stuff that I wanted to touch on I'm still waiting for and more info on the Superman Man of Tomorrow in a movie that's coming out this summer I'm excited for that and optimistic for that I'll talk about Superman Red Sun, which came out earlier this year. Without getting into spoilers, uh, my I, I don't have many thoughts on it. Uh, I think it was well done. It was well made, well written. Mostly gets the spirit of the comic book right. There are some changes there, but a lot of things that are done similarly. Uh, to be honest, it's just not a premise I'm terribly fascinated with. I think Elseworld Superman stories can be fun in moderation as an occasional 50 page giant or whatever but it's just not something i'm interested in reading all that much if the if your pitch for the superman story is what if it's not superman that's not terribly compelling to me uh, i like that character it red sun exists in this in-between area where yes he's called superman and if dc says he's superman then he's superman but he's not the superman we know and he's not 100% unique enough to be a completely different character, but he's too similar to be completely different. So it's this weird in-between area, something I compare to something like Superman's Secret Identity, where it's Clark Kent with the powers of Superman, but he exists on the real world. He's not from Krypton. And it's just this weird in-between where it's like, you know, it's an interesting one-off premise or whatever, but it's not something I want to see or care that much about because I like Clark Kent, I like Lois Lane as they are. So if we're going to see an out-of-continuity Superman movie where you put him in a different time or place, I'm more interested in things like Superman's Passions of the Clan, which is a great comic book, and if that would make a great animated movie, but it's Superman put in a different time period. Same thing with something like Superman War of the Worlds. So it's just not something I'm all that interested in. Uh, well made, but I don't think it's something I'm going to be rewatching over and over again. I would rather see Superman's Passions of the Clan, Superman War of the Worlds, and some of those others where Superman is still Superman, but you take him out of a different time and place. That's what I like about the Batman Gotham by Gaslight book, where Batman is Batman in it. You just put him 100 plus years ago, instead of a Batmobile, he may have a horse and buggy, but he's still... Batman, and it's just a different time period. The other animated movie featuring Superman, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Ah, I have some complicated thoughts on this, and some of them I would have to get into spoilers to discuss, so I won't do that. I will say the R rating is not something that's going to excite me. I don't, for whatever reason, they target these towards adults and have some blood and language and gore that's just seems unnecessary to me certainly doesn't add to my enjoyment and usually takes away from my enjoyment. So I don't like that. And the gore and the violence and everything that is in there is not something I like to see. There are some absolutely beautiful Lois and Clark moments in this and Superman stuff. Some really good stuff. I, I love the relationship between Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine, their versions of the characters. I really like that in this big event. And I like that it's a big event and encompasses the entire DC universe and deals with going to Apocalypse and all that. I like that it's Lois and Clark 
and Lex all fit in naturally in a story. That's something that is unique to Superman. I think you could maybe tell a, a story like this and you could find ways to, for instance, put the Joker or Catwoman in there, but there's, there's just not as natural fits as characters like Lois and Lex. And I like that they are involved heavily in DC universe wide events. Just some beautiful moments between Lois and Clark in this. And if this is the last that we see of them, as it's been reported, this is the end of this DC animated movie universe. I'll be really disappointed. I uh, just started really liking their relationship with the death of Superman and really liking the Superman and to see it gone after just just really liking it is a bummer. And with this being the end of the DCAMU, as it's called, uh, is a bummer. I don't, I don't I didn't want to see the end of it because it's especially the last few years gotten to the place where it's the most the comic the adapted universe that is most like the comics in terms of we've got Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman movies, we've got Justice League movies, the Suicide Squad and the Teen Titans and that kind of thing. It feels like a big full universe that best represents the comic books in that way, especially the last few years. And to see that done now is a bummer. Uh, with it being the end, I won't get into how that happens or anything like that, but I think I would have been much more disappointed in it if I didn't know Superman Man of Tomorrow was coming. And we still don't know if that's going to start a new universe or a series of Superman movies. But I would have been much more disappointed if I didn't know that was coming. But I'm still, I still kind of wish that was just a, a prequel to the death of Superman with Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine and, and getting to flesh out that Lois and Clark more than meeting another one, that, which I am excited about. But uh, hopefully that is the new Darren Chris and Alexandra Daddario and Zachary Quinto as Lex are uh, able to establish themselves as great versions of those characters and in the future. Touching on comics, I know Brian Michael Bendis said he is apparently nearing the end of his Superman run. Uh, we don't know how long that is, if that's a few months, a couple of years yet, or anything like that. So I'll hold off on my thoughts on that until we know what's going to happen. Obviously, I don't love everything he's done since taking over Superman in Action Comics. Uh, so I'm hopeful that I will like the next writer better, but I don't know how that will be done. Uh, are they going to have to, are they going to undo a lot of what he's done? Or are they going to continue the status quo that he has established now or how they're going to handle that? So I'm kind of waiting to see on what that is. Obviously, I'd be very excited if somebody like Robert Venditti or that would take over. I know Tom Taylor's teased some Superman work. He's known for Injustice. Don't know what he's going to, you know, I haven't read anything, so I don't know if he would be great there. I'd love Robert Venditti and would love to read more of his Superman and Lois and the Daily Planet staff and all of that. I know Mark Wade has been talking with DC Daily and things like that, so I don't know if there's something coming up down the pike with that. He, uh, I haven't read anything of his really in a long time, so I don't know if he would be willing or wanted to come back for Superman, but he did Kingdom Come and Birthright, so it'd be interesting to see what he could do long-term with a Superman title. And just to briefly touch on some comic series that have wrapped up recently that I haven't given my thoughts on in some non-spoilery ways, Doomsday Clock, loved it. Issues 10 and 12 especially are two of my favorite Superman issues of anything in a while. Jeff Johns, I know, you know people 
talk about how great of a writer he is, and I get that, and I understand that. And he's done some great stuff with Superman, but most importantly to me, he gets the heart of Superman right and the importance of Superman. Issues, you know, the end of Doomsday Clock is in some ways a love letter, open love letter to the character, uh, what he stands for, why he's important, and uh, just some really beautiful Superman stuff at the end there that I won't get into, but maybe do a deep dive later. Superman Year One by Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. Not for me. Uh, not for me at all. Just a bizarre comic. Three issues. I will say, I think Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. just are not for me in terms of their writing and art, respectively. I know they've got a great legacy, lots of great history and all of that. Just doesn't click for me uh, in terms of their actual writing and art styles. And as for the story... It's really bizarre. Uh, just seems really, really bizarre to me. Things just kind of happen. It's called year one. It's not really year one. The only thread holding the issues together are Clark's development into Superman. But having read three issues, I'm not sure I really know or understand this Clark. or I'm not sure what to think about him. And three issues, that's the only thing that held together. It feels a lot like Frank Miller just had some random ideas of what he wanted to do with Superman, and he threw them together in here because uh, things just kind of happen, like I said. And uh, the women in it are not written very interestingly or well. Uh, it's kind of like they're all written like Maxima. I'm talking Maxima pre-character development, where she just came to Earth and said, Superman, I will be your queen. So that's just bizarre. And... Uh, a letdown in in many ways and something I don't think I'll be rereading unless I have a real urgent need for something. And lastly, Superman smashes the clan. Awesome. Just awesome. Uh, from top to bottom, just read it. It's really good. I've listened to the clan of the fiery cross, the radio serial from the adventures of Superman, that storyline really haunting and chilling and good. And I think the comic by Gene Luen Yang does a good job of adapting that and also expanding Superman's story in it. So he gets a bit of a character arc in it and it explores his, it's not an origin story, but expands on a young Superman in that way. Set in 1946, dealing with racism and all of the things that entails. It's just beautifully done and it's the art really fits to where it is invoking that Fleischer Superman, the golden age type look. And I just love how it's done. It's kind of an all ages book. I don't know. I mean, I think it fits for younger ages, younger readers. I think it's listed as a young adult type, but it's fits for adults. It has all ages stuff. And it's a really well done example of how you can do a Superman story that deals with heavy topics, serious, real issues without it being inaccessible for younger readers and younger audiences and can fit for everything. So I think it's just really well done from top to bottom and one of the best Superman miniseries in a while. Really great stuff. All right. Well, that is all I have for today. Thanks for listening and I'll be back soon.